Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, welcome to the Keto Matrix podcast. Another episode coming at you strong. So listen, I told you guys I'd be searching the archives for recorded episodes that had not been released yet. This is one of those said episodes. And it was an absolutely great conversation as I was listening back to this episode and doing the editing. I was like, man, how could I have not put this out? This is great. And from one of my favorite companies ever. Definitely, definitely an episode that you'll want to enjoy listening to. And you may want to eat a little bacon while you listen to it. Why do I say that? I don't know. Let's jump into the episode and hear the conversation. And before you know it, you'll realize why eating bacon is the best way to listen to this episode. Hey, I appreciate each and every one of you. Seriously, I do. I appreciate the grace you've extended me in finally getting these episodes out. And I will say one of the things that shocked me in the other episodes that have been released since my comeback has been the fact that everyone is still listening. You know, I was gone for so long. My biggest fear was I was going to put episodes out and you guys weren't going to tune in. You're still tuning in. You're still listening. And I appreciate that so much. I am going to challenge each and every one of you now to please share the podcast with one other person that may have never heard it, that it may help. Thank you so much. Let's jump into the episode. The Keto Matrix Podcast, where myths are busted, science is explained, and the keto lifestyle is discussed by industry experts and everyday people alike. For more information and support, go to theketomatrix.com. Now, let's jump into our latest episode. Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of me going crazy because Brittany is not on this episode. And so hang on to your hats. I make it a little nuts. With that said... I'm super pumped. This was kind of an impromptu thing because, I mean, we met a couple weeks ago, literally. I've been eating. There's, there's no good way to say this. I've been, eat, <laughs> been eating your meat for, for a really long time. <laughs> and um, finally being able to connect and get you guys on is fantastic. But um, without further ado, Josh Peralt from Peterson Farms. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm so glad you enjoy my meat. It's it's amazing yeah. that I can give that to you. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just keep it amongst us and you know the twenty thousand plus listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so funny enough, as I as I said that, I was thinking about in KetoCon, standing right in front of the booth. Where honestly, I, I'm trying to think if there's no like. Yeah, I feel like Peterson Farms was the safest booth to eat. Like by like hands down. Yeah, I, I've talked yeah. to a lot of people about that. <laughs> it was definitely definitely like the safest go to. Like, oh yeah, go there, you'll be good. Um, so I'm standing there. I can't I can't remember the the lady's name now, but the jokes that continue to just go back and forth over meat and that whole. slippery slope that that is so (laughs) you know because you know it's funny because you have such an amazing crowd of keto people and you know everybody's looking sexier now that they've been on keto right yeah and you know everybody likes to have a joke so you hear like all of a sudden someone go to another you know part of the the whole kind of arena and you hear come try my meat come come try my meat and people just flock yeah (laughs) oh man they had no idea what they were in store for um, legitimately, but so Josh, let's, I know we kind of had a, a, a little bit in connecting with, uh, finding your username and all that stuff, but you go by keto Josh, like that's, yeah. that's your actual username on here. So kind of roll through a little bit of your ketogenic experience. Like, how'd you find keto? How'd you get into it? You know, tell us about your life change in that regard. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
for me, a uh, three-season athlete in like a middle of nowhere town uh, called Penyan. Represent, you know, three one five, uh, upstate Penyan? New York. Yeah, Penyan. Okay, it wait. Sounds like in China. It does a little bit, but I'm like, no, but but I'm familiar. My wife and I actually lived up in Albany for quite some time. I'm originally from New York, which you didn't even know, Long Island. So before we even go any further, I have to say this because I feel like I feel confident in what I'm about to say. You were a midi in lacrosse. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You can, See. All right. So I grew up playing lacrosse. It's it's by far my absolute favorite sport. Um, loved it. Played it for forever. Uh, I even was in like a, an adult league for a while, but that's beside the point. A lacrosse player just happens to know. Yeah, it is. It's, it's one of those things that people just don't get. They don't understand until, you know, I live in North Carolina now, which it's now like starting to weave its way and work its way into the South. But I mean, for me, like I play lacrosse, my dad played lacrosse. Like if you grew up in the Northeast, like, and you were... A man's man, you were playing lacrosse. Yeah, hundred percent. We like, were we were bred on that, like a bunch of farmers. Exactly. Just yeah, like just outdoors all day, every day, just ripping shots. That's maybe we're like lacrosse. Like, what is that? I, I always tell people, you know, I would leave football practice hurt every day, bruised, battered, whatever. But I would leave lacrosse practice every single time. Where I felt like I couldn't go back tomorrow. Like <laughs> just, yeah, just exactly. Beat Especially up. if you're an offensive person. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, you know, I'm midi. I I had to run. I had to be defensive. I had to be agile. And I had to be strong. <laughs> yeah. I had to be durable. I had to be at all, man. Like, you, okay. So, sorry, this is not the keto lacrosse podcast, but I just <laughs> people need to understand. If you don't know, research lacrosse. Watch it. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, the skill level of today's game is ridiculous. Uh, everything oh continues God. to get better. Yeah, it's just, it was already fast when I was playing. And this is, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm almost 40, man. So it was I, tell people, I tell people it's like hockey, except uh, you're not on skates and you your stick is up here. You know, exactly. by, your, it's it. by your head. Absol- absolutely. Um, yeah, people just, they don't get it. I mean, okay, but having said that, so three season sport, what were the other two sports you played? Not that they matter, but you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Soccer and basketball. But the the point of saying that was I was always um, fat kind of off season. You know, you get that yeah. little chunky off season. And then on season, I was skinny fat because I just out exercised everybody. I remember like I, I put so much effort into my body. I would run with like a 50 pound weight vest running like miles and Still eating like all the sugar, the the Mountain Dew, the Code Red specifically Mountain Dew. Um, it's got more caffeine, so of course you got to go Code Red. Exactly, and it was hip, cool, you know, and staying up every day. But I noticed that I might have had a bit more of a sensitivity to that stuff than my uh, friends because they were all ectomorphs, as you would call them, or yep. uh, lean beans. And I'd always be the fat one off season when I didn't have sports to play because you want to take a break every once in a while. People that just exercise, you know, consistently that much all year round is just it's not I don't think it's um, it can continue too much longer until you burn yourself out. Oh, yeah. You've got to take a deload, man, for sure. Just relax and decompress. I finally went to college and it wasn't until my senior year until I started looking at my food, my dietary uh, stuff because that's when you it's somewhere around college when you start like feeling actually human rather than when you're young you could wake up do anything the next day and be fine and kind of 
roll with the punches and you wouldn't really have a hangover for three days or anything like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's probably, yeah, you're probably about right. About senior year, those hangovers last a lot longer and you start realizing that maybe this wasn't a good idea if I've got something to do tomorrow. Exactly. And, you know, the brain strength wasn't there. I felt like, you know, brain, if you think, if you consider all the brain fog people go through life, uh, not only with just like alcohol, but like throughout the week, like having a high sugar or high carb diet, it's like I always felt just completely off. I couldn't really get into like the readings. I could li- always listen to podcasts for like my favorite, funny enough. But uh, like when I sat down and read a book, I would get like tired immediately, like have to reread pages. School was inevitably like one of the hardest things for me. Right. Um, and then I never even looked at my diet. But finally, senior year, I cleaned up my diet. Um, I started noticing like when I ate more meat and things like that, I was like feeling better. But it wasn't until after college when I graduated, I was like, you know what? I need to just reform my life. I need to make sure that I'm being the healthiest because I think it's one of two ways when you graduate, right? It's either you go off the deep end and like with all your responsibilities, you're like, I'm done with that. I'll just do my thing and whatever. <laughs> or you like, throw, you throw to- care to the wind. It really, you do, and you're like, you're with your friends for a while, and then it's like, it takes a couple of years until you find yourself in the adult world. But I went right into it, like, you know, what? I'm just gonna be extra clean, no, no alcohol, no nothing, and straight started eating like just meat for a while. And I like, I leaned up so fast, felt so much better, was able to run. I remember I didn't run one mile, but I was doing high intensity exercises, yep. and I did like, uh, like one of the like a tough mudderish type thing in upstate okay. New York, and I beat everybody that I knew by a long shot. And they're like, "How many miles did you run a day?" And I was like, "I didn't run one." So it goes to show me that like it's not about this. It's about the certain exercise, the certain diet you have. And that's when keto really kicked it up for me because then I started finding like maybe if I lowered my protein intake, plus increased my little bit more fat because at that time I was eating Jenny O's 99.1 and getting away with it. Yeah, you could get away with it then until until you bonked and you're like, can I please get some energy? Man, that's that's lean, but that's definitely oof. Oh, yeah. I always went leaner because I listened to typical advice. You know, it's all about protein, protein this, and then whey protein that. But I literally got rid of everything else and was eating 91.1 most of the days, cut my calories down to nothing. And, yeah, I went went down in weight, but I was, like, skinny fat. I wasn't really ripped. I I definitely had a better physique than I was chubby. But necessarily energy-wise, my mind wasn't all there. And it wasn't until, you know, when I first saw, like, uh, Bulletproof, like their first ad yeah, ever, yeah. like uh, way back in the day when they had the first like MCT bottle come out. And right when I was doing that, I started taking spoonfuls of coconut oil before the gym and oh, it just it exploded. And then from there on, I was like, I feel so much better in life when I don't have all those carbs in my diet every single day. And I just feel stronger, more mental prowess. I can last longer in the day. Like I don't get tired until 9 p.m. Back at, the yeah, day, at least then. Carbs, I would be done at like three or four, like already yawning, ready to go to bed. I'm like, what is going on? That's a, and that's the thing. You know what's so funny is because uh, you know, we have these conversations with people all the time, and I, I know you're familiar with this too, but oh, that's crazy. What do you mean you don't eat carbs? What? You're keto. Are you, like, and, and I can never seem to get people to recognize and understand like your normal is not normal. Like you yeah. shouldn't be at three o'clock in the afternoon looking for another cup of coffee and 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 striving to find where your next boost of energy is going to come from like that should not be the case if i'm up at 4 35 30 6 o'clock at the latest and i can roll till 9 10 o'clock at night uh, at this level high speed and and be great 
on yep. 60 milligrams of caffeine from a half a cup of coffee. You, I mean, like, this is what life is. Everything else is just like, you know, because people are like, oh, well, keto is just that's not sustainable. That's not a long term thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> you just don't get it. I could never go back to that. There's no way I'm ever like, oh, it's three o'clock. I'm like slumming it. Like, why? Why would you do that to yourself? In in kind of comparison, you kind of look at it like Thanksgiving dinner, right? You yeah. feel like that every day of your life. Like when I eat Thanksgiving dinner and I go off the train, I remember how bad it feels to be at that level. And I can't imagine how I got through life being at that level and not knowing there's like that many higher levels above it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's like it's like taking that 50, 50 pound training vest off and then running half the distance and you get twice the amount of energy. It's like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why go? Why do that? Um, so, yeah, we could we could go on that tangent. I, I always feel like I, I never want our the audience here at the Keto Matrix. I you know, those that listen religiously, I think we have some of the most loyal listeners of all podcasts. Every person that runs a podcast probably says that. But I truly do believe that. Um, but for those that are new coming in, you know, if this is like the first episode they ever get on, um, that's that's the biggest thing to, though, the free your mind, change your life. Because I'm like, if you just just stop thinking that what you experience every day is a normal, stop thinking that you need medications and this person and that supplement to get through. Like if you just eat real high quality food, cut the carbs and garbage out, your life would tremendously be different forever. And the fact that you're trying to judge your mental acuity on that of average and everyone else is just the wrong way to go like i just i, and, I don't you know, know you also have to you have to surround yourself with a stronger community you know yes if you're Absolutely. if you're with like that community that likes to go out every night to eat likes to go out drinking every night or you know every weekend and you you don't get your exercise you're not doing this or that and you're making you know complaints about you know how sore you are aches pains body thing maybe it's time to like switch it up for yourself and see a big difference so let's all right this is totally rabbit hole it is here we are it is, um, right so let's let's talk about this because this is the thing that i don't ketocon brian williamson his team his family of people everyone at ketocon absolutely love what the community is what it's growing into what it continues to develop into uh, I love the fact that there are events that are out that allow people to come together and understand this lifestyle. But it is a lifestyle. And you brought up a really good point. A lot of people I feel and, and I mean, I ran into them. There's not one person I met that I'm sorry I met. So just if you're listening and you're like, oh, this, he wasn't happy he met me. Blah, blah, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but there are so many people that they have looked at, they still view and they come over to this keto space as a, a diet to drop 20 pounds or a diet to lose 30 pounds. And I've said it on numerous episodes. I will continue to say it. I never started keto to lose weight. I don't continue keto because of weight. And I don't think anyone should look at it for that as the sole purpose. So when you look at really trying to be the best version of yourself, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, for those that are in tune, um, like, what do you think is the the hurdle that people have in being able to really adopt that? Because it's not just, uh, uh, you know, I cut out carbs and then I, I replace them all with every sugar alcohol I possibly could in order yeah, to yeah. make that favorite thing that I've, I've been longing for. Because that's, you know, we, we started this whole thing with the safest booth to eat at. And I'll tell you, if you didn't if you didn't take time to go to the bathroom at KetoCon, bro, that's, <laughs> it, was, it was horrible, man. It was like. 
Well, it gets to a point not. It gets to a point that you have to utilize the tool of keto, even for KetoCon at certain points. Yes. yes. Uh, And what I mean is like fasting. Like obviously for me, I could stand there and go around to each booth if I wasn't busy and eat everything. But, you know, that's the best thing about keto in my opinion. It's not only the brain strength but also the tools that you have to utilize. Whether I'm flying a plane, I don't eat that air flying food. I make sure I fast the whole way there and then I eat like the nearest Whole Foods I land in. You know, and then when I'm at KetoCon, I might try all the snacks one day. The next day, you better bet I'm fasting again. Now, if I told somebody you're gonna that have to. on carbs, <laughs> if I told someone that's on carbs that they're going to be fasting, what's the first thing you get from anybody like that? It's like, no, wait, I don't I can't know do how that. you could possibly do that. It's I don't eat. You know what's so funny? Let's just, I'm going to throw this out there too for those people that are thinking. I started intermittent fasting first, right? And I did um, 24, 36 hour fast before keto, right? So like after your leptin and ghrelin levels start to balance out and your body gets accustomed to it, like your body will get accustomed to it and you cannot yeah. be keto and still fast. So, you know, I think that, I don't know where we're going with this, but I guess whenever you set your mind to with the thing that you're going to do, set it there for the right reason and then stay the course because... Change is never easy. I don't care how small the change it is. And, you know, the benefits come on the other side of it. So push through. But definitely don't look at it as some Band-Aid to a gunshot wound because keto is so much more than just some kind of diet that you wanted to start because you wanted a bikini body or you wanted to look good <laughs> with your shirt off. Like, I just I'm, I just I say that. And I'm, there's probably people that are like upset with my words right now. But um, it's just it, there's just so much more unlocked to that. Uh, and I see it, especially with the clients that I work with and deal with. And so, you know, one of the things for me when it came to Peterson Farms and, you know, you guys, I can't stress enough that just because it's in a category doesn't mean it's on the same level. There are, I, I will do the simple, most easy one. Every time I start a client, this is a secret. It's not really because it's been out on other podcasts, but um, any com- anyone that comes to me and says, I'm either, I've been keto for a period of time. I am looking to start keto. I am whatever. And they want me to start working their nutrition. I have a three-day routine that everyone must start with. It's it's the ground bottom. I don't care what you're eating was, how well you think you've been doing. We're going to start three days. And the three days consist of four items. It's bacon, eggs, broth, and water. That's absolutely it. There's nothing else that can be added to it. Nothing changed. There's no coffee. There's no pills. There's no nothing. It's bacon, eggs, Coffee, no coffee, bacon, eggs, water, and broth. So everything else that people are accustomed to drinking, like their coffee, their teas, their their mouthwash, and the whatever, like all that stuff gets thrown out. And the biggest issue, it's not what kind of egg can I eat? Like, I don't care if it's fried, scrambled, hard-boiled, poach it, whatever. Um, it's never that. It's never broth. Like, I can give them the recommendations of broth. Everyone's usually okay with that. If I tell them water, I've had a couple people battle back and forth on what type of water to drink and they want alkaline and ionized and all these other things. But the biggest headache has been bacon. Like, I can't, I don't understand why you could pick up one package of bacon and it literally have greater than five ingredients. Or another pack have like 10. I love to pick up a Peterson Farms bacon and it's like, I don't know, what is there, three or four things listed, one of them being like water. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Can you just eat this? So now I've changed. I don't I don't tell anyone anymore that they have to eat bacon, eggs, broth, 
and water. I'm like, it's got to be Peterson's Farm, no sugar added yes. bacon. Look for that. <laughs> Eat that. That's got to be on the menu. And then eggs, broth, and water. And now it, it's it's great because you guys are so readily available at Sprouts and Whole Foods and Earth Fair and you know, common places that a lot of my clientele are, with the exception of those that are outside of the country, have access to. So, uh, and then for those that aren't, I'm like, look it up online. That's what you need to match as far as ingredients and then use that. But you guys are just so far and above everything else. And I don't understand why, one, why more farmers aren't getting the hint. And two, why others haven't jumped on to realize that they're, they're still the bottom of the barrel in the category and they need to raise their standard. So can we, let's let's talk about that a little bit. I know I know that I kind of rushed through the whole how you got the keto and why you're using it and all that stuff, but I'm just I'm excited, man. Peterson Farms has been yeah. someone I've trusted from uh, me. I'm wearing a for those that don't see video, I'm wearing a Laura's Lean shirt right now because I happen to really love Laura's Lean meats. Um, but <laughs> you guys are the only two meat vendors that I'm just like they're as meat manufacturers go. Myers Foods and Laura's Lean and you guys are just fantastic. So. Let's talk, let's talk about that as far as you guys in the category of pork. Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to go back to guess uh, when I first went with Peterson Farms, I knew about them for a long time. I always okay. uh, you know, used them in my own diet because, you know, as a standard in America, we eat the most sugar out of anybody else. And Fair even enough. when <laughs> they try to regulate it, the lobbyists say no and they come back. I mean, that's why you don't see a daily value percentage on any package. You'll see a daily value on protein, a daily value on fat, but you will never see a daily value in sugar because as soon as you do, all Coca-Cola does is, you know, take back their money. They won't ever pay the USDA or pay anybody for anything ever again. So then they're like, hey, hey, no, don't worry. We'll we'll take it off. You don't have to do that. So not wait, 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 wait. Let's not gloss over that for a second. I, w- I want to go back to that for, for <laughs> like, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something in my office that may have sugar in it. And... I can't like I don't I don't So you, you look at a standard label right now anybody while listening to this look at anything you have in a car or anything that you have in your office like a Coca-Cola package you look at the daily value and there's going to be a percentage next to each little one and it'll be uh, one on protein one on fat but when you get down to sugar there's no daily value and when they try to do something ridiculous like even like the European standard is two tablespoons uh, a day we were going to put it up to seven tablespoons even, and they still revoked it and said, we disagree. You can't put that up there. We're not going to give you any money anymore. Man. So first off, two tablespoons is still, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah. But seven tablespoons is like, man. And they still were, I don't know, whatever. That's all. I love America, but sometimes well, we you just. Think about, you think about the average, uh, average adult American is 80 to 100 grams of sugar a day. The average child is 120 to 180. So essentially they're marketing really young to these kids. And the first day or the first meal of the day, breakfast, they're eating the, the fruit roll-ups. They're eating the, the Yo-Plays, the, the cereal, the healthy Cheerios. And they're already exceeding. Seven tablespoons in the first meal, and they're oh my, yeah for kids, sure for sure. And they're wondering why kids are going into like more of these you know learning disability type of uh, patterns um, because they're finding out or ADHD or these things are a common thing because of all the sugar that's been put in these kids' breakfast. And then they you know insulin spikes and they're going through this roller coaster throughout the day and they get tired, lethargic. And those are the reports people get back from their teachers. You know, yeah. it's funny, like they don't show a lot of effort in school. 
I wonder why, because they're asleep in the back of the class. They can't even focus. That's, you know, so full circle, that is, that is the reason we all should be doing better. But it's also the reason why we should be pushing the manufacturers and those people that are supplying us with these things to do better. Because right now, Coke wins every single time. And listen, Coke, if you're offended right now, Pepsi too. No, no worries. I have equal hate for all of you. Um, when it comes to the amount of sugar in soda, like I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like that's one of those things that um, I don't, I don't, I don't know that people get it, Josh. I, and, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Like you and I are sitting here talking about it. Thousands of people will listen to this episode, and I'd like to think that with the information said people get it. But I know that there's people that still don't get it. They still don't get how I can't, I couldn't live without carbohydrates and I couldn't function with this, that, and the other thing. And, and they don't realize that their kid is on three different medications and flunking out of school because they send them to school on Cheerios. And, and I don't, you know, let's, so why Peterson farm? So you, you had trusted them, you knew about them, you joined. Why do you guys do it differently? Uh, so there's there's many main factors. Uh, the biggest ones I can I can tell you is how you raise the hog. So they're on a farm. You know, obviously that's the biggest quality of meat. You ask any hunter that goes hunter, they miss the heart by you know two inches, and that animal bleeds out. Think of all the cortisol that goes through their body, the, the adrenaline from like you know they're on their yeah. deathbed basically. That ruins the meat. Any Tastes different. It's tough. It's horrible. So now imagine those pigs, obviously, in a factory setting where they have no room, not allowed to run around, frolic how they want, and they're, they're just spoiled by the time they even get to the packaging. So next step is also the smoking. A lot of companies, the FDA doesn't really regulate it enough, where a lot of companies use liquid smoke, and that makes the essence of the product seem like it's smoked, but it's not really. And then you also think they add the natural flavors in and the sugar to kind of counteract the practice. Now, why do they do this? Think about basically putting your whole savings into a smoker and sitting there for three days. You really don't want your money in there. So you try to get it out there as fast as possible. So they ship it to the trucks, get out there as fast as possible, inject it with you know natural flavors like apple essence, sugar, so it really does hit the taste buds the right way, and then liquid smoke. So if you go to the bottom of the barrel type of store, I guarantee most of those companies are doing that to you know, cut costs and make sure they get it out the door as fast as possible for the most profit return. And then last, we have to talk about nitrites, nitrates. A lot of people know about this, nitrates, nitrates. The chemical versions, I think, are the worst. A lot of people talk about the celery powder converting back into nitrites. But I personally think if you're putting something in a chemical solution to preserve it longer on shelf, I don't agree with anything that can last on a shelf for six months going in my body. Can we rewind and have you say that one more time? <laughs> red, 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 red. That's I don't perfect. agree with anything that can sit on a shelf for six months and that would go in my body. Yeah, that's that's a true story. I have one, one exception to that would be a keto brick, but that's only because it's not meat. Um, <laughs> but, I, wow. So... I didn't, I'll, I'll be honest, man, I'm huge into smoking meats, and I had no idea that they were, I, I didn't even think, <laughs> I'm sharing way too much on this episode, um, <laughs> I didn't even think about the liquid smoke, I remember being in college and wanting to smoke something, I don't even know what it was, I think it was a steak, and I was at Walmart, I'm sure, and, they, and it was the first time I ever saw liquid smoke, and I was like, oh, I should use this stuff. 
because I can't barbecue in my dorm. And I use like a, it was like a hot plate or something like that that I'm trying to make this steak on. And I use liquid smoke. And, and to this day, my family still laughs at the fact that I thought that that was going to be an appropriate alternative to actually using a grill. To, like, I can't believe I didn't even think about that. So there's so many of these people out there with uh, let's let's think about like smoked sausage bacon they have out there and their cold cuts even and they're probably just liquid smoking it up thinking they're yep. doing something just to get it out the door yep and to be fair those farms are uh i used to be a pessimist in the view of food especially the meat companies and things like that but you slowly learn it's it's the small guy doesn't win in these scenarios the big guys do and you know, even with the whole, I think everybody knows the stat that, you know, for the USDA to get approval for the organic signature, you pay something like $30,000 a year for. Most of these small wow. companies might be organic, but they can't even afford the money to pay these guys just to say they are. So package alone isn't good enough to judge a product. Um, and you need to know these companies. You need to know where it's coming from. And you need to do a little bit more research about the food that's going in your body. $30,000? I didn't know that. These are all things that are new for me. So thirty grand to get an organic sticker. Yeah, just like all those stickers you see. Everybody's like, oh, it's gluten-free. Like, you have no idea how hard it is to have, like, these people come in and investigate. For every little label they put on, they have to scour your facility. Rather than just having a big name and going using that, basically. And, you know, they don't really have to have those people because they do it by the book. So if you add the nitrites and nitrates, you're not really getting all that extra regulation on you. But as soon as you take the nitrites and nitrates out, then it's a whole different thing. They have to come over, check your facility, because it's not cured the way they want it to. Wow. So these legislations make it harder for the right people to do the right thing. And when the right people do the right thing and they don't make enough sales, then they go under and then you can't really do the right thing. Man, okay, cool. I love that. Um, I don't want anyone to have heard that and get confused. Um, that does not mean that when you see something that says keto approved with the, that stupid sticker, that's that's not the thing we're talking about right now. OK, so uh, <laughs> well, cause you, I, I, I'm just I keep thinking about what clients send me and they'll send me some random ridiculousness that'll be like, hey, I saw this and it says keto on it. Can I buy Can I eat it? And I'm like, no, you can't throw it in the garbage or give it to someone else. But no, it's not I'm like, wait, really? It's you know, it's great. I'm like, no, it's not. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about USDA um, regulations on things like where it says USDA organic or USDA gluten free or anything that's regulated at that level, not and, and not the supplement industry specifically because it's not regulated, which is why there's so much buried garbage there. So just as you're listening, as you're trying to understand and wrap your mind around this stuff, lean in. We're talking about actual food um, and the things that are associated with that. So let's talk small farmer again. And, you know, something that you said that I, I really think is huge that I want to go back to is you have to know where it's coming from, because it, there's so much more beyond the label that may or may not even be able to be done based on the cost. Because, no, if I'm Johnny the farmer here in Monroe, North Carolina, I am not going to spend 30 grand so that you could say USD organic, even though the rest of my operation is completely um, run that way. So tell us, some, like, where is Peterson Farms? How do you guys raise? How do you guys kill? How does that work out? And where are you guys actually located? So we're located in Hamilton, Texas. It's a very small town uh, south of Dallas. 
Uh, I've been there multiple times now, and it's just, it's an amazing facility, super clean, very small operation. It's funny, people think Pearson Farms, and if you haven't heard of us, um, they, they, if they have heard of us, they think like hundreds of workers in the office, but literally we're like maybe a team of like 15 or 12 <laughs> yeah. in the office. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, a couple of dozen of people working in the factory, helping us out, slicing and dicing and all those good things. Um, but the pigs are raised on a farm out in a nice little country town. If you could imagine, this town has less people than they do por both pork and cattle. And that's kind of where you want to get your meat. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> the nearer, closer you get to Metropolis, the closer you are to factory farming. I myself grew up around a Mennonite community, literally a horse and buggy in my town every time yeah, I go. Yeah, yeah. And I remember them wrapping sausage and, you know, putting the spices in themselves. And that's kind of how Peterson's is. If you look at their package, you can pronounce everything that's in the ingredients. Very simple things like nutmeg, coriander, uh, I mean, red and black pepper. And that's all you really need in meat rather than if you can't see those ingredients and read those ingredients or, you know, can't really quantify where they come from, I would just say <laughs> I'm putting back. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm good. I'll, I'll pass. Um, yeah, that's that's what I, you know, people are, they get so caught up on their macros ketogenically. And I'm like, why don't you look at the ingredient list first? Look at the macro second. Because you can make macros fit. I mean, that's that's what we do, right? You can you can change things all the time. Add this, take away that, whatever. But you can't you can't do that with ingredients. So before you start looking at what your macro breakdown is, why don't you look at the ingredient list? So that should be the first place to start. So Hamilton, Texas. Um, I may or may not have a middle name. That's Hamilton. Uh, that's so <laughs> that's absolutely close to my heart there. But um, so you guys are. I feel like you're everywhere, though. So just to sit here and hear you talk about the proximity of um, the reach, but then thinking about how small, I mean, man, that's uh, that's good to know. That means that there is really very little red tape that needs to get, you know, cut through in order to kind of have something done and get things moved and changed and adjusted. So how did you get involved with Peterson's and what has that experience been like for you? Oh, wow. It's an interesting story. So. I actually used to work for Bulletproof uh, back in nice. the day. Nice. I have my own thoughts uh, on Bulletproof. We'll leave off this podcast. <laughs> uh, and uh, I closely worked with like some of the higher ups. I was part of the events team, and I got to. I had the honor and the privilege to travel and to go to A4M, which is a huge medical conference yeah. in Las Vegas. Um, I got to go to like Metabolic Health Summit or go to Paleo Effects or go to all these different things. Wow, very cool. High level people would have to pay $300 a day just to go to. And just I took in all the information I could during those journeys. And that's where like the, the biohacking, the keto, and you know, all the knowledge came from. And I saw a friend, um, Chris said, Chris, hey, Chris, shout out to you. Um, yeah. in a store one time and I saw his meats and I always went specifically to him because even when I was going into keto, I knew I needed to be uh, a clean keto person. Like I can't just go eat those bars all the time. So I try to find the best packaging and no matter what I did to find a good no sugar meat or no sugars uh, bacon, the only one I could find was Peterson Farms and I saw him at that same location. I said, hey, what's up? And uh, later down my truck after Bulletproof, um, I called him up and said, hey, do you need somebody out here to rep you guys? And I was at in Georgia at the time. Wow, and he said, cool. yeah. And he said, yeah. And I and I, I started helping out. And 
the first meeting, I just remember sitting down because the package that we have right now supports Whole30. And if you're not familiar, Whole30 is just, you know, getting rid of the MSG, the sugar, the lactose, the gluten, uh, the nitrates, nitrates out of all your foods for yep. 30 days. And that's how they marketed. They had no idea what keto was. So I wow. felt like Messiah walking into this boardroom of, you know, older people that, you know, just thought of me as like a sales rep. And I said, you know, what about this keto? And, you know, you do a Google search for Whole30 and then you do a Google search for keto. They saw the immense popularity that they've completely missed out on when they yeah. had no idea about it. And that's your rock star now. They were like, oh, Josh, we love you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now we've been marketing more towards keto people the whole time now uh, that I've been on for a year, still helping out the whole 30 crowd, of course. Um, but I always come from a very clean keto space. Let's so let's talk whole 30 for a second, if you don't mind. Um, I'm always trying to try to be cautious. I know I have friends that listen to my podcast. I appreciate you, friends, the three of you that I have. Um, that for for some that do whole 30 they literally do it for 30 days like that's 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 the yeah. whole thing right right so they're like yeah i'm gonna do whole 30 for a month and then you know the 31st day they start eating garbage again um so it's always a temporary thing and i know we've talked about this but my thoughts or question to you is this why why do you think people like i want to give everyone a 30-day challenge right now to to you know eat peterson's farms stop buying any other bacon or pork products that you were buying and buy Peterson's farms, farms and eat only that for at least the next month. But do you think they'd, they'd be able to go back on the 31st day and eat something else? I mean, if you actually read the whole 30 book, that's essentially not how it's supposed to go. It's supposed no, it's to be an elimination be style <laughs> diet. The, an elimination style diet to the, very, uh, to the very brim of like what it was is eliminating everything that you might think causes influence. This is as opposed to paying hundreds of dollars for tests, essentially. Yes, yes. You can go out and go to a doctor, like a holistic doctor, and get, I would recommend out of anything to get is a food sensitivity test. Nobody knows that they're walking around with 15 extra pounds because they're lactose intolerant for 20 years. It's crazy when they find out. They're like, I could have done this so much sooner. But if you don't have the funds for it, elimination diet's the way to go. So on that 31st day, maybe instead of binging on the nearest like fast food Taco Bell joint, you say, oh. hey, I'm going to try a little bit more cheese on my meat today. Or maybe I'll try uh, sprinkling a little more MSG on there. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Not MSG. <laughs> not MSG. No. No, don't do that. I mean, just use cyanide then. You know, like, just, just go that route. You just, you just add a little bit of maybe glue and maybe try some bread, maybe lactose. Keep the MSG always out no matter what. But those are the things that people <laughs> – they're gonna there's going to be a, a, like a little bit of that now. It's like, oh, yeah, sprinkle a little MSG on there. There you go. <laughs> people are like, oh, that was fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I think – so I think that's why I'm such a – I don't want to say I think. I know that's why I'm such a huge proponent of carnivore. Um, so I would – you know, if someone had to put me in a category, which I'm, I'm not really a, a fan of boxes, but um, I'm a, a carnivorous keto individual, right? Like that's that's my eating style. But in saying that, you know, the whole purpose and the thing that I think people need to be more aware of is like, that's the reason, like go that route, but then have the patience and the diligence to add one, not three, not two, one 
thing back in and then see how you do with just that thing. Then take it back out and add something else and and continue that process. But, you know, we're in this culture again where everybody looks at this. Oh, I'm going to do this as a diet because, you know, I've been really bad through the holidays or um, I've done too many holiday birthday or barbecue parties and like whatever the thing is, man. And that's the that's the benefit of keto, though. You know, you don't have to miss out on all these things because you don't feel like you're missing out because you already are missing out thinking that you're trying to diet. But what you're really doing is not changing your lifestyle to fit something that you could even do better. So, for instance, bacon being an unhealthy food in everybody's mind, not only with the fat and the salt consumption, but then saying that, you know, I'm on a diet currently and you're still overweight by 50 pounds. But then you finally switch over to the ketogenic diet lifestyle and then you're eating bacon every day, happy, glorious. And so what? you're not eating a hostess cookie every day. But, hey, now you feel great. Mic drop. We're going to end the episode right there. Cause that's exactly, that's exactly the point. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing out. I, I don't feel like my meals are, I, I dude, I, I, man, if I take a pound of, um, a Peterson farms, kielbasa, throw that bad boy on the grill just to heat it. Cause it's already cooked or in some duck fat or whatever, man, life is just complete, man. Oh, it's so good. The kielbasa <laughs> is my favorite. And we just launched a new link line, not to like promo you guys but no the do the promo the raspberry habanero uh kielbasa i mean what is what why haven't i not why i have not seen this i don't know about it I, raspberry it was, habanero I, Ketocon, my man brand I, why did i not you guys must have done it like day one and it was out by the time i got over there yeah they, we we literally ran out so fast and that's the good thing about keto is like once they recognize the good stuff they they come back for more i was getting non-stop people coming back we we had like maybe four packages of the jalapeno and cheddar and it was gone within two hours the ham a whole ham gone in an hour it was insane because nobody's insane man and nobody the can ham find a ham without sugar the average ham that i find has five grams of sugar at least for three ounces of meat and that's without had, the glaze i i can't I, i'm trying to remember when it was it had to be right after the holidays um danny vega had was like hey dude i just did this ham and I was like, awesome. And then it was on sale at Whole Foods for a period of time. Dude, I stocked up on the ham, bro. <laughs> like, I, I went ham on ham. It was, it was, it was ridiculous because it's, dude, it's so good. Um, I mean, it's, it's way better than for those that are like, oh, no, I like my honey baked ham for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, whatever. You're totally, you're totally missing out. Peterson's Farms ham was, you know it's what, ridiculous. You know what I so, tell people on that when they come up, my, my ultimate pitch, even though it shouldn't need a pitch, is that why spend your daily allowance on sugar on your meat when you got an apple pie over there? I'm not even saying go keto, you know? If you don't want yeah. the benefit, that's that's cool with you. If it's Thanksgiving, you're going off the rails, do you. But why eat your sugar in your coffee or why eat your sugar in your ham during that day when you got like a pumpkin pie right there staring you in the face? I was like, what? The- what? You know what? So... These are the things that I think it's the evolution. How long have you been keto? Uh, about nine years. Okay, so here's the deal, right? There's this evolution of ketogenic eaters that after you've done it for a few years, you start to recognize if you're going to do something like eat a slice of apple pie or whatever your favorite said thing is, it's not going to be accompanied by something useless like a Coke or... Yeah. Or a Starbucks Frappuccino that's just laden with carbs and sugar. You're going to say, I really don't need any of this stuff. I'm not missing out on any of that stuff. But 
my mom's apple pie has always been something that's touched my heart. It has nothing to do with my desire for the sugar, but it's something I love and enjoy for nostalgia. And you'll eat that, and it won't impact you. Like, it'll, it'll be done, come, gone, life continues. And I just, I, I wish... Like, you can always tell when someone's been keto for longer than two years, right? Because you finally, it's like clicked in your head now. Like, you realize binging on garbage is not a solution to anything. Yeah. You're going to feel absolutely horrid. And it's just not worth it because you feel too good when you're when you're on the straight and narrow. So and it's keep it clean. Yeah, it's a very, exactly. It's a very good tool. And people don't know how to utilize that tool, whether you're traveling a lot. And that's why I use it. Or whether you know that you're going into like a vacation with your best buddies or going on a bachelor party like I did in Colorado and knew I was going to go off the chain. But then essentially knew that I would have to fast afterwards in order to, you know, regain that, you know, like I did a three day fast after Colorado and I felt fantastic afterwards instead of if I just let it, you know, loosey goosey went off the trail and then, you know, somewhere a month I might get back to where I was. Man, I love it. Okay, so I feel like uh, we're, we have a, a bunch of this is like a nugget packed episode as far as things that people should be having as takeaways and writing down and reminding themselves of. But um, I don't want to lose track on the fact that Peterson Farms is amazing, and I really want people to oh, kind of yeah. get a feel for it and understand. You're like, yeah, that's I forgot we we're on here to make sure people yeah. know about Peterson Farms. <laughs> but um, so can you can you can you kind of dive in a little bit to the history of how? you know, Peterson Farm made its way, found its way to Hamilton, Texas, why they decided they weren't going to put this garbage in. Because I know for you, you eat it because of the decisions and lifestyle and understanding that you have for food and nutrition, as as do do I. But was that the heart behind why it started? Like, was that the reason why they were like, yeah, we're not going to do nitrites. We're not going to do nitrates. We're not going to laden it with sugar. We're not going to do this, that and the other thing. Like, how did how did that become? Why was that the thing? Yeah, I mean, it's just clear that they've always wanted to start off as like a healthy meat company and that was like the the way of going about it in an alternative to the ones that over process things and put all the extras in like the nitrites nitrates and even i think worse than nitrites nitrates is just checking those ingredients um and they've always wanted in especially a small town you, you think it would be easier to get away with you know those type of things but um you know Cody Lane starting it with uh, Neil Dudley, the two um, big head honchos, started it, friends since high school, just great guys. Um, their backstory is amazing, just cowboys. Like, you probably saw them there. If not, always wearing a cowboy hat. Like he, I did. I didn't know that they were the big honchos. I did, I did not know that. You see? I yeah, and he he's just amazing. Like, deep, deep down, good old Southern boys. Like, I just feel such an attraction to their energy because they've always want the best. And, you know, when you make it clean and make it, you know, affordable for people, I think it's the best way to go about it. And in my opinion, Peterson is probably one of the best companies I've ever worked for. Man, that says a lot. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, um, I never, uh, I don't ever see anyone as a head honcho because we're all, we're all equally cool or equally not. So, <laughs> so, but, um, I do remember like speaking to them and talking to them and, um, yeah, no, you would have, you, I mean, now that you say that, I'm like, no, that's super, super down to earth. I mean, for as successful as Peterson Farms has been and continues to be, um, you know, you, you always have that ability to, uh, I don't want to say, you know, demand a certain level of respect or attitude or whatever, but you recognize that that stuff comes from the humility of you just being a normal person, um, yeah. and walking in that, which is, 
you know, again, something I guess that comes with age and maturity and the recognition of it all. But um, that's fantastic. So they just they started this farm. How long has Peterson's been around? Oh, that's that's a question for the website. <laughs> yeah, 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 for I, sure. I, we'll, I I'll link that in the show I notes. I think it's 1980. No, before that. Yeah, that's definitely for the the website there. Okay, well. <laughs> We will we will do that. I'm gonna see if I can't pull it up while we got it on, just so I can throw it out. Because um, if I was but a guy listening, like, I, I liked I liked how you phrased it. Why aren't these people finding out about sugar faster and about going keto faster? And I, I honestly think it's such an addiction, a powerful addiction to the brain. And you know, I, I read a lot of these studies and look at a lot of these things. And when they did the studies on rats, you know, the same matrices light up in the brain as it does for heroin. I mean, it's literally a chemical addiction for these people. And when there's laboratories for these big head honcho companies that have tons of money to spend, not only on the USDA approval, but also into laboratories, they can make things literally taste better. And uh, it's called the bliss point, where they chemically induce these amazing feelings in your brain so that you would buy it. Or like uh, another thing that I learned from another person, was you know how the the crunchiness of like a Cheeto, you eat that yes. called the evaporating calorie. You don't feel like you're eating calories because the Cheeto just dissolves instantly, right? Wow! But okay. you're still getting the calories. That was planned. That's not a thing that they marketed like, oh hey, maybe this will be a cool thing to do. They're like, I know this is gonna work. We've done our studies and we've went into a lab and done that. Same thing with meat. They know what to put in there to make it absolutely. Uh, the best tasting and for people to get that best like mm-mm feel but genuinely i feel that your taste buds change on keto where you prefer the real stuff more and i think that's why peterson farms is so famous in the keto community right now is because the people that have gotten rid of all the stuff and all the the dirty ingredients or have been keto for a while even the oh, sure, ton. yep they taste that meat and they're like wow I know this is real. I can taste the difference. I usually get, I don't get the greasy feel. I don't get the overly salty feel. I don't, I feel like real blissful, good euphoria after this rather than the, the same else. Yeah. Lethargic. Like I got to unbutton my pants and not go to the gym (laughs) afterwards type of scenario. I think people lose track of that. They don't recognize like, yeah, those things are real. And even going carnivorous, man, if you, you know, what's odd is that if I eat, my wife has tried to get me to stop eating pork for, for forever. Um, and I'm just like, it's not happening. Like <laughs> there's so many other battles you can choose. This, this is not one you'll win. Um, well, you want, you want some ammunition for? Well, yeah. So I was going to say definitely, definitely, but I want to, uh, I want to throw out there that like we we talked about bacon and you know things within the category not being at the same level, and that's the same with pork. I mean, um, if I eat too too many like pork chops, let's say Earth Fair is having a sale on some, you know, sustainably raised pork chops, and I eat a ton of them, I may feel lethargic, tired, drained, a little out of it. I have never had that experience, no matter how much other Peterson's Farms pork I've had, ever. Um, and and I know that's because it's a testament to how you guys raise what you feed. Um, how the, yep, even down to the slaughtering, um, because of things that we talked about before with like the cortisol and the response to the stress and those things. And people don't seem to get that. Um, but please give me ammunition for my wife on that. Cause I, I, I'm just going to play this snippet back of the episode and just say, Hey, listen, 
Listen to Josh again. It's not me saying it. It's Josh saying it. So inherently, we look at, you know, grass-fed to grain-fed cows. We look at wild-caught fish to farm-raised fish, correct? But why aren't we looking at farm-raised pigs and factory farm pigs the same way? Everybody just looks at a pig and says, pig is unhealthy. I disagree. I think pig is one of the best for, you know, micronutrients, B-complex, iron, folic acid, everything contained in that. But if you're getting the worst factory farm meat, of course. But the majority of pigs are factory farm, and that's why I know and I understand it gets a bad rap. But if you look at a culture like Japan, who we all agree that they live the longest, I think they're, they have a centurion's club over there where they live yeah, really? for like 100, yeah, or more. Wow. Um, they eat the most pork. They actually eat as much pork as they do both chicken and beef combined. And they live the longest. So I know they also have a lot of fish and a lot of other quality things in your diet compared to us. But if pork is so inherently evil and it's so bad for us, then how are they living so long eating so much of it? Um, and then you also look at how jacked people are in Poland and Germany and things like that, eating bratwurst, kielbasa, oh, sausages. So, I mean... I, I just look at those as a staple, and I, I take everything with a grain of salt, and I think we all should. So if someone tells you something bad or this is good, you really need to do more research on how other cultures accept it into them because I guarantee that pork is not to blame. It's the factory farming. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. So um, while you were going through the, the ammunition that I will be playing back, I just pulled up on the site just some kind of background information on you know what happened when. And so... Uh, we were talking about Cody, who just he's just actually celebrated 15 years with Peterson's. The company itself, though, is 25, 25 years, and it started in 1992. Oh, I was completely off. You were, but that's okay because I was like, man, is it is it almost 40 years? Because you know, you, once you start talking 80s, that's like my that's my time frame. So, um, so started in 92. Uh, two employees, famous Applewood smoked bacon was the, the leading uh, item, and. The, I didn't even know this. So two fires left the company production plants in ashes and yep. they steadily had to grow from the two employees at that time to 76 right now with a 2000 square foot plant to 34,000 square foot plant. And now there's $75,000 in gross sales the first year to, oh my word, I don't even know if I should throw this number out here for the heart oh. that is these small employees. Peterson Farm in 2016 did $29 million dollars. And wow. they credit that to the success of its unwavering integrity, um, the back up their words with actions, and the top priorities being safe, quality meat that has gone through every rigorous step to become a safe quality food SQF 2000 Level 3 certified facility. That's freaking fantastic. Right. So right off the right off the website, guys, so you guys can, uh, I'll, I'll put the link in that, obviously, in the show notes so you guys can check that out. <laughs> but um Here's some interesting factoids. We're just throwing this out there. 3 million pounds of bacon a year, 50.1 million slices. Talk about that's bring insane. home the bacon. That's all they do. That's a lot of bacon. I knew it was up there, but they, that, they must have changed that because I think it even grew more now. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, listen, that's impressive enough for me. End to end, if you put one slice to the next, it's 8,100 miles of bacon. Tell Forrest to run that trail. That's crazy. <laughs> That's run man, that's, yeah, seriously. That's that's crazy. Uh, that's enough bacon to stretch across the U.S. three times. Oh man, I just did. This stuff is this is great. So I, I guess the last uh, 
founding words on here is we run our business as a marathon, not a sprint. Our goal is to build our business on well-founded relationships. They believe in honesty, safety, quality, and efficiency in that order. And Peterson's Natural Farms isn't the biggest. It's just the best. I would have to say I concur. Um, Man, that's good. That's, you know, it's funny as I've never gone to the Peterson's website ever. Um, I've just, from the very first package I've ever read, opened, cooked, and ate. I've just been like, oh my goodness, it's a step above everything else. Um, man, that's fantastic. Okay, so what do you do now? I mean, you travel, do you still go to like metabolic health summits and those things, those events as they come up? Uh, we're starting to work our way up to that. Um, okay. It's, uh, if you have to consider, you know, old money wise, old Texas money, it's it's harder to convince people to get a marketing budget towards um, KetoCon, towards paleo effects and these things. They don't really see the ROI in that. And that's where my department is to come in and say, hey, listen, guys, there's a lot of people out there who want to try the new stuff. Uh, great people at KetoCon. Uh, honestly, KetoCon, thank you so much because all the people that went there, you guys gave us such phenomenal feedback that we're going to just keep going to that one every single year. And we've actually looked to uh, doing more conferences every year. But once yeah, again, I you also have to consider we are, uh, even though that we say 76 people, that's considered a lot of people in the factory and not in the office. And we also have to make sure we're, we're counting our pennies sometimes. Listen, here's what I would say about that, you know, um, from a sales guy myself, I'm a business owner, I own three businesses. Um, the reason that I found KetoCon to be extremely beneficial for Peterson Farms, this is, this is me to you, to Cody and the team, is it, it was this, this connection, being able to sit, talk, meet with you face to face. And, you know, my biggest thing with the podcast, the, the whole reason I do these manufacturer spotlights um, is because I want people to be able to pick something up off a shelf listen to this episode and have it remind them when there's an alternative because boar's head bacon is on sale. They're not going to pick up the boar's head bacon, even if it says it's simplistic and it's got little ingredients and blah, 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 because they're going to remember that Josh played lacrosse in upstate New York, uh, used to work at Bulletproof and recognizes that when it comes to all the different categories within the topic of bacon, that there isn't anyone else higher than Peterson's Farms. And the only way to get that is to have these conversations, connections, yeah. and relationships. And that, that's coming from you. I didn't say it. I mean, no, it, it's abso- absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I will say my listeners know unequivocally is that I won't have you on this episode. I won't air the episode if I don't think the information is out is going to empower the listener. I, for those of you that don't recognize this, I cannot tell you, but there have been a few episodes that I've recorded with manufacturers and other people that had businesses that have never aired. Oh, I'm throwing it out there. It's, it has been said they, they were never and will never air. Um, because as we kind of got in the interview and started talking and going through things, I realized, yeah, you're not helping anyone in this, this regard, or you're not doing something that is absolutely different. You're doing something anyone else can do. And I want people to be able to recognize the blood, sweat and tears that went into the operation that is what is now on the shelf and accessible to them. So, um, I appreciate it. I think that, any, any time that these things can happen and people can connect, there's so many other people that get impacted by those connections. So, um, it's great. I still, to this day, I buy Peterson's over anything else when it comes to kielbasa and sausage and, um, you know, if there's ham, all like all that stuff, when is the, it's funny that you've never been to the website because we, uh, ship directly using dry ice too. And that's where you're going to find most of our products. So I was going to say, so bratwurst, the jalapeno and cheddar, the raspberry habanero, all once again, 
uh, no sugar added, all clean, gluten-free, everything. So I think it's not good enough just to help the, the sugar-free people, but, you know, the celiacs, uh, you know, the, the lactose people, they all need a little bit of help, you know? <laughs> they do, and they, they all need to try this. Okay, so um, if someone wants to order from Peterson's directly, because most of the time for me it's um, my top three, Sprouts, Earth Fair, and Whole Foods. I mean, that's just – that's. That's where I go, and it's there. And I'm a I'm a simple guy. I, mean, I eat the same stuff over and over again. But I do want some of that raspberry, and I definitely want to try the the uh, jalapeno cheddar. So, what's the website to order from? So you can go to PearsonFarms.com, and we have a sister okay. company called The Simple Grocer. So you can go TheSimpleGrocer.com, and just for you guys, we also gave this code out at KetoCon. Uh, you can use Love Keto, and you get 10% off your box for your first one, and. Cool. Uh, that's where you're going to get everything. For myself, my go-to orders, especially around the holidays, is any number of the kielbasa. We have a no-sugar chorizo on there to kick your socks off, um, as well as just the new link line. So all those things for me are like my go-to. And if I don't have those for the holidays, I just see a much grimmer, like, screw-type <laughs> style scenario happening. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then where can everyone follow you as far as, like, social media and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you can go to Peterson Farms. Uh, you definitely go to there. And we always have giveaways. I actually, part of my job, funny enough, I didn't answer completely. Um, not only will I be doing conferences, but I'm also helping out in stores. I was just in Vegas for the last week helping out in some sprouts and Whole Foods, just telling people and preaching the good uh, gospel of our meats. Um, but I'll also be probably going to maybe New York City by the end of the year and preaching out there. Um, nice. <laughs> Peterson Farms, we always have giveaways. So like, follow, comment on those type of things like they usually do. Right now we're doing one with Outer Isle Gourmet, which was also at uh, KetoCon. And then also follow me personally, JB Peralt, um, if you want to hear some shenanigans and watch my travels. Will do, will do. Speaking of uh, giveaways, I'd like to and, – and I feel like this is not the way to roll this out to the listeners, but I don't care. Um, for those that haven't followed or those that don't know yet, there is a Keto Matrix group collaborative. Um, it's got Rachel Gregory, Danny and Mauda Vega, Robert and Crystal Sykes, Josh Perry, Keto Coach Lauren. And we are all working to ha allow people to recognize that no different than there are several different bacons. There is a top tier and so there's some consistency within the top tier of what you'll see and what you won't see. And so when people are looking to kind of get rid of all the white noise in the keto community as to what's going on and have one solid place to go to, it's what the keto matrix is all about. And I would love to, I'm just off the top of my head right now. I'm thinking good culture, cottage cheese, um, fresh pressed olive oil club and, and you guys maybe peak yogurt too, depending on how they're just relaunching, but to do a, a collaborative giveaway would be freaking phenomenal. Ooh. So yeah, I just like, those, those did, uh, things together, man, are like... We did Peak Yogurt and uh, Kielbasa giveaway one time, and that was just amazing. Just like the... Ugh. Have you have you looked into the Fresh Press Olive Oil Club? I have not. Dude, but I do so, love, I love olives. I love olive uh, oil all the time. 
Put man, in my hair. this you you'll have to. Uh, his name's TJ. The guy's phenomenal. Him and his wife run it. It's the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. But they they basically go around quarterly, travel the world to find the freshest and and tastiest olive oil. Um, I did a, a a tasting there while I was at KetoCon that just blew my socks off. I had no idea the different aromas, flavor levels, and qualities of olive oil being that high. So, um, well, but something like that, we'll we'll have to talk about it. We can communicate offline through email and stuff like that and kind of figure it out. But would love to do something that nature, maybe do an Instagram live or something. But um, yeah, is there anything that you want the listeners to know that maybe we didn't cover? Uh, let's look at into it. Uh, if you're if you're just starting off in keto, don't take it so hard. Don't don't think about the options you can't have or the options you can. Uh, just really make it all about just good meats, good fats, grass fed butter, and then work on accessories after that. Um, always have good people around you in a strong community. If people aren't there to support you through your journeys, then maybe rethink that. And uh, <laughs> that's a nice way to say that. That's good. Yeah, and always always make sure to uh, party on. And you can do clean partying. My thing is, keto is always a tool for me not only to travel but to party as well. So you know, picking up you know just the bare basics and not having to go outside and make sure that you're you're getting enough water during those parties. And I think in all aspects, keto keto can get you through a lot of things. And yeah, I just I just follow it so much, and I I love the the Moscow mules without sugar. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, if you're looking for a direction on that one, there you have it. Um, awesome. Hey, listen, Josh, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything you guys in Peterson Farms continues to do and um, the integrity at which you guys do things at. So thank you so much. If there's anything that we can ever do for you guys, please never hesitate to reach out. Give us a shout and uh, we'll be there to support you. Hey, thank you so much, man. I was glad to talk to you. It was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was absolutely, it was absolutely epic, man, for sure. One of the best, for sure. Um, thanks so much, man. The Keto Matrix Podcast, where myths are busted, science is explained, and the keto lifestyle is discussed by industry experts and everyday people alike. For more information and support, go to theketomatrix.com.